shot through the chart. Ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen and the ladies, we just recorded almost 30 minutes. 11 minutes. Well, 11 minutes made it in. We just thought we were recording 30 minutes of the beginning half of the show, only to find out it stopped recording at 11 minutes. Why, you say? I have no idea. Yeah. But welcome to Shot Through the Chart Music Review Podcast. My name is Stephanie. I am AC Ponte. How are y'all doing? I'm doing okay. I'm doing right. A little frustrated. Very frustrated. And uh, a lot of things, which we talked we, about when we recorded earlier, but I think we'll just leave that to the... Uh, yeah. We'll leave that to the ages. I don't think we're recording on this thing. Really? I don't know. Anyway, guys. Shot Through the Chart Music Review Podcast is a podcast where we review... The Billboard Hot 100 for a certain year. Uh, we focus on the top 40 in five song increments. Uh, and then from songs like 41 to 100, we do an honorable mention. Uh, five for yes. each of us where we think uh, those that probably should have made it into the top 40 are songs that we know and we really wanted to highlight. Um, and this is the last review episode of the season. We're in songs five to number one today. This is it. Y'all ain't ready. This is it. Y'all are not ready. I'm ready. Well, I'm not really that ready because these the notes for this one, y'all, was good. Yeah. Um, just quick shout out, quick few shout outs. Not gonna go back into everything we just talked about and didn't get recorded. Shout out to Cardi B for breaking a record at the Houston Rodeo. Yes. Uh, Shout out to Rami Malek for Bohemian Rhapsody and his yes. win uh, at the Oscars last weekend. Um, just amazingness all the way around. Congrats to uh, Cardi B and Bruno Mars on uh, the release of the music video for Please Me. Uh, if y'all haven't seen it, it's amazing. Um, I spent three hours last night watching reaction videos to people watching the video. Uh, y'all know I have no life. Um, let's see. T-Pain came out with some new music, which is pretty good. And he won. And he won the Masked Singer. Masked Singer. Because nobody figured out who he was. You know how mad all those judges were? Did y'all see it? Yeah, because it was so obvious. How I does, feel like they how, had to like play it off. The, I, don't, I don't know. I feel there's no way. Like, No offense, Jenny McCarthy. Let's, let's talk to Jenny McCarthy real quick. Let's not. How? She Michael believes, Vick, really? She believes... Uh, vaccines cause autism, so oh well. I'm not gonna. Anyway, I will not entertain her in my mind. Anywho, yeah, big dum dum. Anywho, um, either way, just the guesses that they had for Monster were all terrible. Yes, they were really uh, bad. The fact that someone I think, I think thought that Jamie Fox, that Jamie Fox was trying to dumb down his talent, yeah, was a really kind of insulting. To T-Pain. But I feel like that would have been, like, the best guess. Like, Jamie Foxx just kind of winging it. Right. Versus, you know, I don't know. 
Shout out to uh, Gladys Knight. Yes. Y'all know we love her. Uh, putting Miss Patty on blast. Yeah, that was uh, <laughs> that was hilarious. But I think they're like best <laughs> friends. So you know, she just she threw her out there. Shout out to Miss Gladys. Um, you should have seen Kenan Thompson's reaction to just standing right in front of Gladys Knight, like in his little judge's area and her on the stage. And then, uh, of course, Ms. Gladys gave Nick Cannon a little kiss on the cheek, and she said she remembered him from when he was a little boy, and apparently she was, like, the first, like, actual artist to, like, speak life into Nick Cannon when he was a kid and, like, encouraged him to, like, pursue, you know, music and acting and, you know, the entertainment career that he now has. And so he was super thankful. That was a really cute moment um, with them. <sighs> What else? Shout out to Curtis Lee. We went and checked him out on Tuesday. Put on an amazing, amazing show. Oh, yeah, Listen we posted to, about it. Yeah. Uh, one, Listen, two, one. Yes. In Austin. Listen to his uh, his new stuff. Some yes. really good stuff coming out. I cannot out. wait for this next album. Whenever this album drops, we're super excited. Guys, he raps a little bit. A little bit. A little like, bit. It was good. It was good. I like, um, that was the first time I had heard him sing any of his his original stuff live. So that yes. was really int- uh, exciting for me. Um, of course, I saw him the one time live while um, in the domain, and that was really fun. Um, what was the name of that place? Uh, Culinary Dropout. Culinary Dropout Pretty in the domain. Pretty tasty place. Um, yes, it was very good. Um, go back. Uh, Another time. If we have money. Uh, if we have culinary dropout money. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, but yeah, uh, it's really cool. Um, trying to get to more shows, trying to see more local artists. Um, South by's coming up. ACL is already being talked about, you know. With the way the year is shaping up, it's going to be a little difficult for us to make some of these shows mm-hmm. just because we're saving for a wedding. Yeah. Um, but we're going to try our best to make it out to what we can make it out to. There's no guarantees. Well, this year we really want to make sure we're at least putting ourselves out there yes. and making the effort to do so. We're not saying we're going out every single night to shows right? because uh, we got li- lives and jobs and yeah. stuff to do. Um, but so yeah, we really want to make sure... the job. Yeah, we want to make sure we're actually putting ourselves out there. Um, uh, if y'all are part of our Facebook um, or you are starting to be a part of our Instagram that AC has now set up. And if you follow our Twitter, we just uh, got our DBA for uh, our business. It is called STTC Media. That's right. Um, we didn't want to, you know, just call it Shot Through the Chart because that's, you know, specific to this podcast. Yes. Um, but we want to stick with that. We like that name. Uh, we're actually kind of, we, <laughs> this week was full of like ridiculousness. So yes. earlier in the week, we we're supposed to get the DBA and then it wasn't actually at the place that we were told it was at. So, so much run around. Yes. And so, and then they needed both of us there unless we needed to get notarized and we weren't trying to pay for it to get notarized. I mean, I was ready to. I was ready to make this thing happen because so, we needed. We do need yeah. to make this happen. So, I mean, we did. Uh, sorry. Yes, we 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 made it happen. So Friday morning, before I went to work, eight a.m., we, we, we went. Butt crack of dawn. Uh, we, Not really. I mean, but it was eight a.m. But we went. That is to, the butt crack of dawn for us. Yeah. Well, eh, not really for me. That's when I should be awake anyway. and getting ready for work. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, I was already up before that, obviously, and I uh, met AC um, in a little town called Georgetown mm-hmm. um, at our um, county um, offices. Uh, had to go through a, a courthouse. Had to. 
go through metal detectors and earth, eh? Yep. Um, <laughs> fell on the table. Don't point that out. I'm just I, talking to you. I'm going to have to censor that in order to of the video. Nobody knows what fell. Anyway. Um, if you watch the tape closely. Oh, yeah. Anyway. I forgot that you're recording this on the video. Anyway, I always forget that's there. Um, but, yeah, so we went butt crack early in the morning. The lady recognized AC. She was like, didn't we do this already? It's and like, he was like. I wish. He was like, no. Like, yes, he was like, I no. saw you, but no, I didn't actually fill the paperwork. Anyway, <laughs> long-winded story of saying we got our DBA. Uh, I uh, nailed it to our wall in the apartment, um, which is essentially now our office. I this Earlier this week, I bought another desk uh, on Facebook. Shout out to that older couple. Doubt that they'll ever listen to this, uh, but you they never know. okay. So when I was going to pick up the desk, uh, they're like, "Oh, give us an hour because we're painting, uh, and we just want it to dry before you know you come in and all that stuff." So when I pulled up, she like called and was like, "Hey, is that you outside? You know, just come on in." And I was like, "This is a very affluent neighborhood. I am the wrong color to just be walking in somebody's house." Yeah. So I rang the doorbell, and she's like, oh, you could have just came in. I was like, oh, no, thanks. I, you know, was raised to not just walk into people's houses. She's like, oh, okay, thanks. Anyway, so I took the table apart. Uh, the husband helped me put it in the car. Nice old couple. Uh, I think the husband thought I was stupid. Uh, only, only, I say that only because he was like, well, what do you want me to do this? And I was like, and so he was making a, a bigger deal than it needed to be. Listen, my dad only has girls, so I have had to learn how to puzzle piece and pick things up that are way too heavy for me to pick up on mm-hmm. my own. But I figured out. That tabletop is heavy. The base is really light. The husband was carrying the base. And I was like, all right, how do you want to put this in the car? I was like, you can just slide. I have a Cadillac. I drive a Cadillac DeVille, for those of you who don't know. It just slides right in the back seat. It's a huge back seat. It's like its own living room, okay? So the legs and everything... Because it's welded together. I was like, oh, you could just slide that right there. He was like, well, can you get on the other side and, you know, pull it in? And I was like, never mind. I got this. So I just kind of took it from him and shoved it in my back seat. (laughs) And then the top of it didn't fit in the trunk, which I knew it wasn't going to, which is why I didn't attempt to put it in the trunk in the first place. So I put it in the back seat. And I was like, wow. He's like, you really got this figured out. I was like, yep. Thank y'all so much. Here's your money. Goodbye. Peace. Um, but anyway, so now uh, I plan on that being AC's desk, but now AC's like, you could just use that for your yeah. craft table and all that stuff. Yeah, I think it'd be better used so, for that. I mean, it's a decent size, too. Like, I really like it. Um, so now I have two desks uh, in the living room. <laughs> so we have no living room. We're just going to have an office that's space. Just, yeah, that's our studio yeah, it's our slash office. office. Yeah. Um, we're uh, our slash light. production. Yeah, it's our uh, production space. It's a studio. Yeah. Yeah. Our it's our studio. <laughs> um, so we're getting, what, lights this week. We got our mm-hmm. new computer coming this coming, week. Yeah. Uh, we did a little switcheroonie with his parents, which was nice. Yeah. Um, Worked out real good. <laughs> yeah, it did. Uh, so we're getting a nicer, newer computer with more storage space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what else? No. I think that's about it, honestly. It uh, hasn't been like a very active week for music for either of us, really. I think we've just yeah. both been very, very busy this week, trying this to make things happen yeah. with the with the DBA, mm-hmm. and then just trying to get some other things paid for to make sure you know, you know, we're not being broke as hell. 
Um, also, uh, like we griped about <laughs> on the the footage and you know stuff that you're not going to ever hear. Um, yeah. There's a whole internet situation. Yes. We got internet. Uh, this is, will be hopefully our last day. Thank God. Recording in the clubhouse. Uh, hopefully, we'll be able to actually record in our own studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just realized that that internet bill is now a business expense. Yeah. Yep. For yep. sure. Yep. That makes me a little bit less stressed. Um, Technically, our rent yes will is, also be a well that expense. portion of yeah that yes. square footage of the living room yes, yes. it is uh, which I ain't mad at at all. Our rent's expensive anyway. <laughs> um, anyway. I mean, it's a nice place. Yeah, it mean, is it's nice. Ju- it's yeah. justified. I mean, it's not justified. It's justified for the location. Yes, if you want to, and it's justified for just me and you eventually when it's supposed to us living there. Yes, I think after that we're definitely gonna have to get a bigger spot. Um, yeah, but anyway, we'll figure that out. Um, yeah, as we go along. But uh, so really awesome things. Uh, you know, up ahead, um, I'm planning a new series. Um, part of STTC Media, um, coming up. Um. Previously, we did some recording. Okay, so here's the situation. We want it to really be a media production company. Yes. We don't want it to just be this, like, uh, influencer-type situation. We don't want to become, like, Instagram and Facebook and YouTube-famous-type situation. We want to actually produce content that we enjoy and that we are proud to put out to show you guys. Um, So... uh, Cool things, funny things. Right. Maybe some serious things sometimes. Right, And, and... I, we don't think it has to necessarily be shoved into the box of podcast land, you yes. know? Because yeah. so, um, I think there's just so much more we want to do with our creative ability. Right. Not saying that we're like, you know, these creative geniuses or anything. It's just we have a lot of creative juices flowing between the right. two of us. And right. we want some sort of outlet. Right. And rather than just doing the audio form, because, mm-hmm. there, you know, there are limitations, you know? Uh, the fact that, you know, when you first listen to this, you can't see anything. Mm-hmm. And then even whenever we put the video out, there's not much going on. It's just right. us it's talking. Just, yeah, staring at us. I mean, <laughs> if you just want to, like, see our facial reactions, that's all this right. is really going to be good for. So, like, the other stuff, like, where we want to display our senses of humor mm-hmm. or other talents. Or, or just, lack thereof. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> for or, your enjoyment. <laughs> and just, you know, just I just feel like there's so much more we can do. Mm-hmm. So we're going to try to do it. Yeah, and I and it's it's really cool because like there are facets and things that we've always wanted to do, um, and we didn't know quite how to go about them at the time. This is like maybe last year or the year before. Um, uh, as y'all know, like I went to design school and I want to you know use my design skills and things like that. So um, I will be making a series, you know, uh, utilizing that skill uh, and putting that almost degree to use. Yes. <laughs> so hopefully I can one day pay off that which i owe and finish that degree in full um but it's just i think a lot of opportunities and a lot of options are are you know for us are seemingly to open up just by making it a media company and not a podcast business um long-winded way of saying we have a lot of stuff coming stay tuned yes (laughs) um not gonna promise any deadlines Mm. because y'all know Procrastinator, procrastinator. We're going to get way Extremo. Uh, but I, we've been really good at keeping on the podcast on a consistent basis, which I'm really proud of and really happy for because that was like our biggest uh, feat, uh, not consistently 
recording every week. We had no specific reason why. It was just, we just didn't do it. Um, and even with traveling and things like that, we were, you know, making sure that things are going to be getting hap- going to get happening. Going to get a happening. <sighs> I can't talk. Going to get a happening. <laughs> um, Izzy, what else you got going on? Uh, you listen to anything? I don't know. Just nothing like, I don't know. I'm just trying to listen to older stuff just because the same five songs keep coming up on my YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever I just let it auto play. Ooh, Jonas so. Brothers came out with that new song. Yeah. It's pretty they had good. All their, they had all their significant others yes. in there. Two wives, one, one. girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, girlfriend. Yeah, she's not, yeah. Yeah, they're not married. Okay. Anyway. Are they engaged? I don't know. Him so. and Sophie Turner? I don't know. It's kind of weird seeing her. This is the second music video I've seen her in. She was in a Bastille music video. Okay. Anyway. Uh, for some reason, that stupid Bastille song that you love, it's not stupid. But it, every time in the car, if I put on the radio, which I hardly ever what, do. Happier? Yes. For some reason, it's always coming on. And I'm it's like, this song is still playing on the radio. Of course. What is happening? I don't know. Um, what else? How much more time do we have? We got like 10 minutes. Okay. <laughs> we got a game. We, we, we have what? We have a game. What is a game? I don't know. When's the last time we did one of those? Yeah, right. In ancient three history, seasons ago, right. Uh, but we have a game because I was able to. <laughs> AC has a game. Use the power of the internet to find a game that was pre-made. Oh, uh, just a heads up! I'm totally gonna buy that game now. I can't not stop thinking about it, so I'm gonna buy it. I'm just gonna do it. Yeah. <laughs> but I found us a game. Right? I found us a game. Found us a game. Um, so this is just trivia, music trivia, and the good thing is I don't know any of the answers. Okay. So we can kind of both tackle this together. Okay. And it'll be more fun that way rather than you just kind of guessing and me being like the game overlord of like, ha, 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 you don't know. Like, that's kind of... It's creepy. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, so this is on UsefulTrivia.com. Uh, it's just a... Not sponsored. Kind of a... Yeah, not not, not a sponsor. Um, uh, but it's just general music trivia. Just some, just, <laughs> I just remixed myself there. Um, just some general music questions here. So here we go. It's just gonna, you know. So I'm gonna ask the question, and then I'll give some ans- multiple choice answers. Some answers. And then we're gonna try and figure it out together. Are okay. you ready? All right, I'm All ready. Right. I think so. Uh, whoever's out there listening, feel free to shout out the answers. We can't hear you because you're doing this. We hope days that you're after. gonna be honest, yeah. though, and. Not give yourself points where you don't. You're going to be that. listening to this several days after, and uh, we can't hear that well. <laughs> so, um, anyway, your dog may be able to hear you. Four if you days, have one. Four days later, three days later. Anyway, what? Question number one: <laughs> Who was awarded the very first gold record? Hmm. Okay. I have no idea. I know. I have an idea. I think. Okay. okay. All right. That's why it's multiple choice. Calm down. Let me, let me oh, get I there. Thought, all right. Oh, okay. Elvis Presley. Okay. Nat King Cole. Okay. The Beatles. Okay. Or Perry Como. Literally Como. two of those Como. first popped into my head. Yeah. So, but I don't know which one. I, I don't know enough about Nat King Cole and Perry Como to make that answer. I, f- I feel like. I feel like you kind of have to knock the Beatles out of there because all those are kind of way before. before yeah. No, I don't know. Like the Beatles kind of came out very early 60s, yeah. maybe even late 50s. 
Whereas all these other ones were or, deep or, into yeah. the 50s? Yeah. Possibly? I don't know. I don't want to be like they those were. kids that you were, they were talking about earlier. Oh, my God. Stupid children. I, I want to say it's Elvis. Okay, so when you asked the question, my first thought was Elvis, and then I was like, the Beatles, and I was like, that doesn't make sense, you stupid. Uh, Easy there. Golly. So that's just how I talk to myself. <laughs> I, well, me too. We need to be better about that. I know. There's this, this self-love journal that I was actually considering buying. Anyway, um, I'm going Nat. You're going Nat? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to answer based off of your answer, but I think it's Elvis. Okay. Okay, here we go. Nat is incorrect. Mm. Let's try Elvis. Elvis is incorrect. Let's go with the Beatles. Yeah. Perry Como. Shut Although there were earlier publicity stunts involving records sprayed with gold lacquer, the actual award recognized today as a gold record was first awarded to Perry Cuomo in 1958 of Catch a Falling Star. Huh. Catch a Falling Star and put it in your pocket, save it for a rainy day. I've never heard like a grown person sing that song. Really? I've only ever heard children sing it. Did you not watch Princess Diaries? That's the only reason why I know that song. Well, even then, I think that still Hi, falls. Hi, Dad. In, I hope you're listening. I still think that falls that into the that falls in the same category as children-ish. Mandy Moore was like in her twenties when she was in that movie. Okay, but <laughs> anyway, whatever. All right, here's an here's an easy one in my here's opinion. Here's a nerd one. <laughs> what pop singer is known as the Material Girl? Madonna. Madonna. Correct. All right, here Duh. we go. What are the other options? Uh, there were Taylor Swift. <laughs> There were, there were, there were Taylor Swift, uh, Britney Spears, and Christina Aguilera. Oh, no. yeah. There were Taylor Swift. Anyway, all influenced by Madonna, though. Yeah, fair to say. Uh, two of those made out with Madonna. Yes. <laughs> so even anyway. more so. Um, number three, what Depeche Mode song was inspired by Priscilla Presley's book Elvis and Me? What was that so, first word? What Depeche Mode, what the that? band Depeche Mode. I didn't know Are that. you familiar with no. that? No. All right. Was inspired by Priscilla Presley's book, Elvis and Me. Is it Personal Jesus, Sweet Perfection, Strange Love, or World in My Eyes? World in My Eyes? I genuinely do not have an answer for this. Um, I'm just saying World in My Eyes. I, will, I think it's Strange Love. Let's see. World in My Eyes? Nope. Huh. Strange Love? Nope. If it's personal Jesus, that's going to be interesting to me. It's personal Jesus. Um, personal Jesus was inspired by Priscilla Presley's book, Elvis and Me, which she described her relationship with Elvis Presley. That's interesting. Hmm. Okay. Anyway. I kind of want a bit more context for that, but that's okay. We'll get that some other time. How much pressure do the strings in a grand piano exert on the frame? Huh. Something I can gladly say I've never spent much time thinking about. Is it 30 tons, 3 tons, 30 pounds, or 300 pounds? I'm going to go 300 pounds. 300 pounds? I think it's, I think it's in the tons. Really? I think Just because there's a lot of tension there. Yeah. That's why I said 300 pounds. Okay. Anyway. So we'll go 300? Nope. 3 tons? Nope. I was going to say, what is the higher tons? Uh, 
three, uh, 30 tons. Yeah. Yeah, 30 tons. Yeah. Wow. Uh, each string has a tension of 160 to 200 pounds, resulting in a total combined force of Damn. 30 tons. On How many pounds? Uh, on each string? Yes. 160 to 200. Damn. So multiply that by 88. That's like me. Yeah. What? So if like you were sitting on that wire. Oh, Lord have that's mercy. That's essentially what it is. A lot of me sitting on a bunch of wires. Yeah. That's insane. That's, mm. No what wonder is, why could pianos are so heavy. Yeah. What is the oldest surviving musical instrument? <gasps> is it the drum? The I always have a hard time. Lear? Lyre? Lear. L-Y-R-E? Lear. Lear. Flute or trumpet? It's got to be drum, right? Cause I At feel, first I wanted to say drum. But I feel, because like, it seems like simple. such a jump. It seems like such a jump to go from like drum, which is like animal skin or whatever, over a, a cylinder. Uh-huh. And then you go to like a stringed instrument, like. A flute is not. Oh, and a flute too. I forgot about that too. The Man. lights just turned off on us. That's yeah. how long we've been in here. <sighs> Turn on. Yeah, Turn on. You're way too far away. I want to just throw something over there. The second I stand up, like, it'll turn on, which is upsetting, yeah. Anyway, oldest living instrument. I'm going to go with flute. All right, flute. Hey, you got it right. Flute, very nice. Estimated to be about 43,000 to 82,000 years old. That's pretty old. Yay. All right, here's an interesting one. I got it right. Yeah, no, that's pretty good. Oh, it's a... Bone flute. Yeah, because it's literally just. A... Sorry. <laughs> oh, because it's hollow and you. Just... Yeah, you just put some holes in it that's, and you blow that's into weird. it. Weird, like. <laughs> okay, I'm jumping immediately to like human bone. Okay, so Ew, maybe it might uh... not be that weird. So animal bone. Of course, animal. Still weird, but why? Because you just like oh let me just. They used everything. I guess fair enough. All right, what's uh no here we go. We would not survive. What singer holds the world record for the most words in a hit single? This is going to get... Excuse me? This is going to be tough. Eminem, Busta Rhymes, 50 Cent, or Kanye West? Busta Rhymes. I don't know. I kind of... I'm leaning the Eminem way. Why? Because of Rap God. Oh. If you've ever listened to that... I'm still going Buster Rhymes. Okay, let's see Buster Rhymes. I was waiting for Twisted to be on. And nope. <gasps> Eminem? Yes. Yeah, and it was Rap God, yeah. Six-minute track contains 1,560 words, which means Eminem is rapping a tongue-twisting 4.28 words a second. Damn. Right? Is it understandable? Like, can you understand what he's saying? No. <laughs> then what the point? At least Buster Rhymes, you can understand. Some, of, some of them, yeah. There are some lines in there that that are understandable, but still, like that's we got crazy. three minutes. Three minutes. Okay, here we go. Let's three get minutes that one. on the clock. Uh, what was the first rock and roll song to hit number one on the charts? Ooh, Ooh very uh, apt for our hotel show. show. Yes. So there's Heartbreak Hotel, That's All Right, Tutti Fruity, and Rock Around the Clock. What was the question? 
First rock and roll song to hit number one on the charts. What was the last two options? Tutti Fruity and Rock Around the Clock. Tutti Fruity. I think you're right. Is that Chuck Berry? Yes. Let's see it. No. Damn. Rock. No. No, no, no. The first one. Heartbreak Hotel. I love that song. Nope. (gasps) The last one. Rock Around the Clock. That's it. Yeah. First rock and roll song to hit number one was Rock Around the Clock by Bill Haley and his Comets. Huh. It, held the, it held the top spot for eight weeks. Nice. So, yeah. You skipped one. I did skip one. What is it? Because we wouldn't have known it. It doesn't matter. Which Just... jazz musician was known for playing a bent trumpet? What are the options? Miles Davis, Dizzy Gillespie, Louis Armstrong, Chet Baker. Louis. No. Chet. Nope. I think it's Dizzy. And it is Dizzy. Damn. Uh, yeah. Huh. Oh, his trumpet was bent in an accident. He liked, he liked the sound so much, he had a special trumpet made with a 45-degree raised bell, which became his trademark. That's interesting. That's a dedication to your craft, right? guys. Like, well, I mean, like, so, I mean, some of the best things ever invented were made by accident. Yeah. I.e. the chocolate chip cookie. I.e. popsicles. I.e. Well, also, <laughs> the best things were made out of broken things. I.e. basketball net. True. Or hoop. Whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Anyway. If you want to play more of that trivia game, uh, there's like a good amount of a good, a good there's a good amount of more of questions on here <laughs> usefultrivia.com if you just look for music ah. trivia it's there take a look at it what do we get going on Steph we, we got a break coming on yes we do and we're gonna oh, play and we get a, a special song we gotta need it we gotta need it we are playing a special song for what you. song they have to wait and hear it don't just give it away Okay, bye. See you in the... It's more work from the other side. Bye. This is how we do it. Hey, I'm recording. Wow. You're making it on there? Yes. <laughs> I'll let it out. <laughs> Ladies and the gentlemen. Just the gentlemen. Not gentlemen in general. The gentlemen. Yep, just one. It's probably Ray. <laughs> Maybe Bobby. Maybe. Maybe my dad. That's it. Anyway. Poor AC listening to this in the future. Hi, love you. <laughs> I'm definitely going to appreciate it. Hey, she's talking to me. <laughs> You're going to be driving in your car listening to the podcast. Hey. <laughs> Me, I'm AC. <laughs> I'm also on the show. I'm me in the future. Oh, it's gonna be real trippy, That's right? That's why I was like, "Hey." Anyway, this is getting stupid, guys. We got number five to number one. Oh my gosh! We are about to find out. This is it. What numero uno is? Mm-hmm. Y'all are about to get schooled in what a top five should look like. Oh, really? Yes. Well, wow. it's great. <laughs> I mean, our other top fives are great. Don't get me wrong. I had a little gripe with some of them. But this mm-hmm. one... You're, you're fully on board. Only after doing my research. Okay. That's like, interesting. There, the research backs it 
up. Anyway, and that, and, and, uh, oh, I'm done being weird. <laughs> <laughs> let's, just, let's just power on through. <laughs> Y'all, you ain't ready. AC is not ready. We shall see. This one's me, right? Or this one? Uh, five. This one? Yes. Hello. I don't know if why. If you don't know the song just by hearing that part. It's a little quiet. Oh, I don't know. You oh. always control it because I always make it too loud. All here in our podcast is, can you turn that down? Can you turn that Well, I'm When I do listen to our podcast. <laughs> if. No, when. Because that's all I heard the last episode that I listened Every time to. I hear that little woo right at the beginning of the song, mm-hmm. I get so excited. Anyway, yep. go ahead. Introduce This it. is Boys to Men on Bended Knee. Number five. That was a motorcycle. Really obnoxious one. And that was the win. The win has been insane today. Yes. Uh, so, this was a hit in 94. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did we talk about it in 94? Yes. Did we? We did. Uh, of course, it's written and produced by the one and only Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Mm, yes. The dynamic duo. The real dynamic duo. That's loud. So, it stayed at the number one spot for a total of six weeks. Wow. Six weeks. Um, and it's notable for replacing... Their previous hit, I'll Make Love to You, mm. as a top song on the Billboard Hot 100 in wow. the U.S. So just This was back. the first time an act had replaced itself as a number one since the Beatles. Wow. With I Want to Hold Your Hand, She Loves You, and Can't Buy Me Love. Isn't monopolized that, the top of the charts for 14 weeks. Isn't that what's going on with Ariana Grande right now? Yes, it is. So She's trying to do like three in a row? Yes. That's crazy. So... Of course, this song is all about trying to get your ex-lover back. Come back to me. And as you watch the music video, they all come back to them. Um, all of their famous actress girlfriends come back to them. <laughs> famous actress girlfriends. Run yes. them down for me. Uh, Kim Fields, Renee Jones, Lark Voorhees, and Victoria Rowell. Mm. Lots Don't know of hitters. <gasps> I'm sure if I, if I saw their faces. Do you not know Lark? No. Lark is from Saved by the Bell. Okay, I didn't watch that. The only black girl in Saved by the Bell. I didn't watch Saved by the Bell. Sorry. Wasn't born in this country. Anyway, oh, good lord. (laughs) That is not a valid excuse. Anyway, y'all, in 95, Canada, it was number 12. Billboard Hot 100 US, obviously, number 5. The end of the decade charts, it hit number 14 on Billboard Hot 100. Number 14 out of 100 for the decade. decade. 90 to 99, y'all. What? This was interesting to me. Australia, it only peaked at number seven. Belgium, 20. Europe, as a whole, hot 155. France, 34. German singles, 30, uh, 63. Irish singles, 24. That's interesting to me. Uh, Nether- I usually don't see Ireland on here very often. Um, Netherlands, 21. New Zealand, where I st- I feel like New Zealand and U.S. and Canada kind of are all on the same wavelength with songs that we all like. Um, we're ousted uh, England people. Anyway, uh, Scottish singles, 57. U.K. singles, 20. U.S. 1. U.S. adult contemporary, 8. 
R&B, 2. Mainstream, 41. Rhythmic, Billboard, 1. Y'all. Y'all. This has a very, uh, can you stand the rain yes. type vibe. Just like, you have these voices coming together so well. Mm-hmm. And like, and no one's really trying to show anybody up. Mm-hmm. Like, the voices are, and Boyz II Men, like, from the beginning has always been that, you know, the voice, the voices are blending but in that kind of scenario of a can you stand the rain it's mm-hmm. like they are they're really what's the word here everybody's getting the chance to shine mm-hmm. in a way um i love I that know. about boys to men though yeah. like they all have on their own outstanding voices outstanding right. But when you put them together, there's something that happens uh, where n- no one monopolizes the song over the other, right. which is what you see in a lot of uh, bands. Right. Uh, that it's like uh, a lot of groups. I shouldn't say bands because bands require instruments other than your voice. Um, but other musical groups where everyone is singing, you know, mm-hmm. um, hence the infamous boy band breakups. You know, uh, one goes on to famedom more than the other, you know. Um, and it's interesting because Boyz II Men is one of those groups that you think about when you just think of hit after hit after hit after hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? absolutely. Right. So and it's great that, uh, you know, just, after, you know, kind of being put in that same realm of the Beatles, um, replacing themselves on the chart right. with another hit. Uh, I think that's pretty amazing, uh, a pretty amazing feat. Are you ready for number four? Let's do it. Number four. Oh. (laughs) It's the one and only Seal, Kiss from a Rose. This song. And I know y'all can't see this in AC. You can't see this when I do this uh, here. But, of course, this music video is, the backdrop of this music video is what? Batman. Yeah. The movie. Yeah. Y'all. This is Batman Forever was such a great movie. Is this the George Clooney Batman? Yes. Okay. All right. People did not like that. The but this song. Jim Carrey, Riddler. Yeah. It was amazing. I loved all the Batman movies. Everyone was Me like, too. it was not the good one. I just don't like, like the Penguin because he's creepy. Well, I mean. Anyway. <laughs> uh, anyway. Gotta give it up to Danny this, DeVito. Yes. Like, still this did a good job. Seals, uh, from Seal's second album properly entitled seal um it was released in july of 94 it was a hit it was re-released in 95 and in- because it was included uh-huh. in the batman movie uh and of course the movie's soundtrack is what helped it reach the top of the charts again uh in the u.s and australia uh and it won a grammy in 96 for record of the year song of the year and best male pop vocal performance. So I'm wondering Three Grammys for one song, y'all. I I wonder where this will be on the chart next year. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of curious. Right. So, it's interesting. Um, Man. It was written in 87. Really? It was released in 91. Hmm. But he felt embarrassed by it and threw the tape just anywhere How in his dare office. You, sir. Yeah. Believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. So, and he didn't produce. It. He didn't present it to a producer until uh, Seal Two, mm-hmm. 
And then in 2015, he said, to be honest, I was never really proud of it, though I like what uh, the recording turned into. Right. Uh, the producer, Trevor Horn, turned it uh, from my corner into an 8 million record sales, and my name became a household name because of it. Yeah. It was a second single taken from the Batman Forever soundtrack, um, and it topped the charts in one week in the U.S. That's crazy. I think it's so strange. Like, this is so different from, like, he's saying all that, and then how different this is right. compared to, like, his other songs that mm-hmm. we've talked about, like like Crazy and, you know, mm-hmm. those other songs. Like, it's, it's, I can understand why he said that, because just based on how different it is, mm-hmm. but, you know, I kind of wonder, like, where it where it kind of came from, you know? Yeah. So, and it In was interesting because uh, shortly, like, even though uh, in 95 when it was re-released. We're good. When it was re-released, it quickly dropped out of the charts. Hmm. But then the Brian McKnight show. Uh, Brian the McKnight final show. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know what? that was a thing. Yeah. Uh, when the final season aired... Uh, in 2010, uh, he described the song um, as uh, initially dropped out of the chart shortly after it was released, but with Batman Forever, it came back because it played over the love song, uh, of, over a love scene. I'm sorry. It's just, it's so interesting to see what other, um, we don't need it. It's so interesting to see what artists think of their own work you know just come on it's not important so there's two versions of the music video there's the original uh-huh i think i've only ever seen the batman version. and then the second version is the batman version yeah. i've only seen the batman version yeah so um very interesting uh because <laughs> you know how many there is Twenty-eight covers of wow. this song. Holy moly! Anyone in particular that's uh, Adina Menzel? Oh wow! Uh, well, this one I don't know if one of them doesn't count because it was Seal himself performed it with Mary J. Blige uh, at uh, Wembley Stadium in '97. Um, let's see who else. Jack Black. I think I've seen that. You know, Jack Black Jasmine has, Sullivan. Jack Black has a better voice. He than, does than people than give him credit, give him credit oh, for. Oh yeah. Um, the, in 2016, the NFL and Seal brought together football fans who are convinced that Super Bowl winning teams fan to recreate this classic song with a commercial entitled "Super Bowl Babies Choir." I think I remember this. I think I remember that. Yeah. Um, let's see. It's. In numerous TV shows like Shameless, Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Community, Vacation, Who Killed Captain Alex, Never Ending Story 3, Discovery Channel Shark Week, apparently, <laughs> Wrecked, The Bachelor, on and on and on. And at the decade uh, and charts, number 58. Hmm. A huge jump from On Bend and New at that was at number 14. Right. At the decade I mean, end. And if, if it was as big as, and as popular as it was, why mm-hmm. did it jump down right. so far? But 
it's only it's certified platinum in the UK based on sales and streaming certifications. Mm-hmm. But in the US, it's only certified gold. Interesting. Based on certifications alone, not streaming. Hmm. So, yeah. Um, I'll, lied. Australia, platinum. But the numbers are significantly different. Platinum in the UK, uh, 600,000. Platinum in Australia, 70,000. So, gold in the US, 700,000. Gold in the US again, digital. Um, so, 700,000 was physical sales, physical uh, CD or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then digital was half a million. Hmm. Gold. So, I'm trying to figure out what's the standard for gold and platinum now. Because this episode is where I really realized like, there's a huge disparity in what they use for gold and platinum and silver and all that stuff. Right, so. right. It's interesting. Definitely France. Have to look into that. France, gold, uh, 250000 But anyway, I mean, it was all over the place. France, Denmark, Canada, Belgium, Austria, Australia, Netherlands, Norway, Scotland, Sweden. Just the song was a hit everywhere. And I think we would be. It's kind of strange. A shame to it's, not. It's kind of strange because, like, give it what it's. I due. don't. I don't quite get, like. It's so poetic mm-hmm. that I feel like the subject matter would kind of go over people's heads. Mm-hmm. Like because I feel like there's a lot of interpretation. I think that's why it initially dropped out and came back in. Right. Oh, and then that's you know? why that's why it needed the help of it needed <laughs> Batman's help to to get to where it needed to be. Yeah, because like it is kind of a cryptic song almost, and I guess that's why he was sort of upset by it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I yeah, I guess that that kind of answered my questions. Like the only reason why it's as big as it is is because of it was part of that movie, which I think. Strangely that movie enough, was a big part of the '90s too. So. Yeah, strangely enough, like it fits the movie perfectly. Right. Yeah. But like, it's just uh, it's just such a there's just so much. It's a weird connection. There's just so much poetry in this song mm-hmm. that I'm surprised that it latched on the way that it did. Right. Even with the help, like it's a good song. Don't get me wrong. And then there are some. There are some themes of it that I that I guess people could latch onto, but I feel like you really had to dig to get to that connection. Maybe. So anyway, are you ready for number three? Let's do it. We're in the top three. Top three. You're not ready. Okay. Really? Yes. Huh? Y'all, my childhood. My 90s childhood was just, life was lived because of TLC, okay? Um, So this song, off their second album, Crazy Sexy Cool, um, it was written by producer Dallas Austin, who tried to write the track from a female perspective of... um, Infidelity and Mm -hmm. dealing with cheating and stuff like that. That's interesting. And so... um, it was very interesting because the context was an issue within the group and it was strongly opposed by Left Eye, Lisa Left Eye Lopez, who threatened to wear black tape over her mouth on its accompanying music video. 
because she did not want to do it. Hmm. Um, but LaFace and uh, Arista Records released a song uh, in 94, October of 94, so right at the year end, um, and it gained critical and commercial success. Um, this song became the group's first number one. Really? Yes. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess I could see, because like, comparing to On the Billboard Hot where they were in previous years, yeah. they weren't ever all that high. Right. People liked them, but this gave them... People liked them because this gave them a softer image. Right. They weren't that hard A softer hitting. image of them talking about infidelity. Okay, all right. I mean, but listen, the song doesn't sound aggressive. It's no, not it attacking it you. Right. Like, you know what I mean? That's fair. So, and at this time, they weren't... I don't think in the 90s, like... Well, I think we were ready. But I don't think that, you know, critics and, you know... I don't think critics were ready for what TLC was bringing to music at the time because they were hard-hitting and they were not backing down. You know, right. they were they a were powerhouse. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but this song, again, like I said, it gave them a softer, you know, it doesn't matter what the content was about. You could overlook the content. And that's what most of them said. Most of the critics said, because of the softness of this song, you could easily overlook what they're even talking about and just be singing a song. Right. And not be not feel personally attacked by it. Right. Um but appeared on many of the best of lists and received a Grammy for best R and B performance by a duo or group with vocals. Mm-hmm. Um and then of course there's multiple remixes and new different rap verses by uh uh Left Eye and then the list and it warns listeners about safe sex and issues like that. Um and then in four consecutive weeks, it was platinum. Four weeks. That's all it took. One mm. month to become platinum. Uh, and that's amazing. Especially for their first hit. Right. Um, I just love TLC so much. Um, it was very interesting. Because... People, so, um, who was this? So, Chili was saying, uh, I think when we first came out, it was very bold of us to have a song called Ain't Too Proud to Beg with the lyrics, two inches or a yard hard, rock hard, or if it's sagging. People totally understood that type of group we were. To sing a song like Creep wouldn't be surprising from us. Yeah. So the lyrical content, while not surprising, the tone of the song was what was surprising and what people enjoyed mm-hmm. of this song and why it became such a hit. Um, it was interesting. It was very interesting. Um, and then Latoya Peterson of Spin observed that feminism was being loudly uh, I guess, portrayed in the song. Um, and as a result, more female artists like TLC, salt and Pepper, Tori Amos began to overtly defend themselves. So it was very interesting that in this in this, they kind of created their own little movement of, you know, we're, we may be women, but we can still stand up for ourselves. So, right. Which is pretty cool. Um, even though Left Eye opposed the song, and she threatened to wear, you know, the tape over her mouth um, as her message, um, for her, it became more about, okay, well, instead of talking about infidelity and all that crap, she was like, let's just talk about safe sex. Because that's when HIV and AIDS was really being mm. starting to be talked about yeah. and being, you know. So, and then she was saying, if a girl's going to catch a man cheating, 
instead of telling her to cheat back, why don't we tell her to just leave? That was her whole stance. Yeah. She was like, don't just, why, why are you going to yeah, put yourself in the Yeah, why continue the cycle right. of this? So you know. that was her whole thing. So, but, you know. In the end, she said, if people can creep in their minds and they feel better by going out and doing the same thing, fine, whatever. I'm just not one of those people. Right. Essentially. Um, and so it was, it was very interesting. Y'all, there are so many covers and remakes and it's on best of songs, best of albums. And so it was nominated in 95. It was nominated for three categories at the Soul Train um, Awards. So, Lady of Soul Train, uh, Lady of Soul Awards Best R&B Soul Single by a Group uh, R&B Song of the Year R&B Soul uh, Music Video of the Year. It won um, the R&B Soul Single by a Group. Um, they received two nominations at the 38th Grammys for Best R&B Song, Best R&B Performance by a Group or Duo, and they won a Grammy for Best R&B Performance by a Group or Duo. Uh, and it was interesting because they were not uh, expecting it. So they were saying, when you get that kind of recognition, it says a lot. Uh, and we were just really honored uh, because to them, you know, winning a Grammy is like winning an Oscar. And they mm-hmm. were just happy to even have one and be considered for one. And then, uh, but then shortly after <laughs> accepting and uh, accepting their award, uh, they announced that they were bankrupt in the backstage interview. <laughs> Ooh, wee. Yeah. Okay. It was very interesting. Um, and then the song's publisher, EMI, later received uh, in the 90s, in 96, the uh, Ace Cap Pop Music Award for Publisher of the Year. So not only do they win themselves an award, but their publisher, EMI, you know. Um, and then two weeks after it was released, it was debuted at 71 on the Billboard uh, chart in November. And then the next week it jumped to 25. And then the week after that, it was at 10. And then number eight by December. Like, this song moved quickly. Yeah. Uh, and it was certified gold um, for half a million copies by the end of that year. That's not including what happened when it came into 95. Yeah. I think this song, when it comes to staying power, mm-hmm. is pretty is pretty obvious to you and me. Yeah. Um, but I feel like there are people who would not quite agree with that statement. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is a good song. Like, um, just like the, 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 the beat on it and the music of it is just so, it's so catchy and it's so, um, like, even if you're not like like myself, I'm not 100 percent familiar with the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Just listening to it is kind of is is nice enough in itself. Yeah, and, and that's what people were saying. They really liked the the horns and the yeah. jazzy feel of it. Right, it, it yeah, was a lot the, softer the than right their yeah, rap. It was jazzy. You know, yeah, and so you know it's funny because the next part I was going to talk about was legacy of it. So so many people called it a masterpiece and a classic. Um, and so almost a decade after its debut, um, Vibe magazine said that it lifted the girl power movement to new heights and it, it was female empowerment. Um, and then it inspired many works of Aaliyah, Missy Elliott, Destiny's Child, which we all know are, you know, household names. And the term creep still appears in rap music because of this song. Uh, and then uh, the Village Voice uh, 1995 Paz and Jop critics poll. Uh, it appeared at number eight, and then Brooke, uh, Brooke, Bruce 
Pollock listed the song in his book, Rock Song Index, the uh, 7,500 7, most important songs of the rock and roll era. It's in there. It's in his book. It's in the third spot on its top 20 for spin. Boston Phoenix listed it uh, 90 other be- uh, listed it amongst its 90 other best tracks. Mm-hmm. Uh, music journalist Smokey Fontaine placed it at number eight in his top 10. Pitchfork listed it at 114 of its 200 best track lists. Complex and The Guardian chose Creep as the second best R&B song of the 90s. Um, Billboard in 2017 named it the second greatest girl group song of all time. So... When we when we talk about staying power, it has that in spades. Okay, it's it's there. Number two, girl group. I get yeah. I mean, second greatest girl group of all time. I have to see what the number one is. Mm-hmm. But this was in 2017. Billboard named it that. This is Billboard naming this. this. Yeah, I get that. But like when you put that up against like the Supremes, and you you think about like. And Vogue, and I don't know. Like, I I would have to see what the rest of the list is. But there, I feel like there are so many other names that could be there. I have to see what number one is to get the context. You feel me? Yeah, one minute. We'll look at it another time. I know, I know. Number one, SWV. What and okay? What is the what is the title of this list again? Ten of the best R uh best ten of the best nineties R and B. Oh, not okay. Well then, okay, fine. SWV give it to me is number one. TLC's Creep is number two. Total No One Else is number three. Uh, number four, Mary J. Blige, Mary Jane, All Night Long. I think that's confusing because it's best nineties R and B of all time. Like, yeah, I don't know. What I think the all time what was what threw me off, but okay. I don't anyway. Number five, Adina Howard, Freak Like Me. <clears throat> okay. All right. Then I feel, yes. Aaliyah, number six, one in a million. I feel like it's adequately placed on that list. Mm-hmm. But on this list, I'm not going to lie to you. I feel like this could be lower. Maybe. Not not outside the top ten. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking just about the context of the time that it was in. Yeah. You know? Uh, Billboard's I just, all I just time. Don't know, I just don't know about number three. Billboard, Billboard's all time charts. Um, in 2018, it hit uh, 172 of Billboard's all time. Uh-huh. The decade end it hit number 21. So, and it sold in the U.S. It sold 1.4 million. Uh, UK it was certified uh, silver, 200,000. New Zealand certified gold. So, anyway. Okay. Number two. Number two. TLC. Oh, really? Waterfalls. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The song was written by Lisa Left Eye Lopez with uh, Marquise Etheridge and Organized Noise uh, for TLC's second album, Crazy Sexy Cool. Um... This is my favorite TLC song. Yeah. No, it's a good one. Um, I'm starting to get a vibe 
of I don't I can't remember if we talked about any other TLC songs on this list, but I've, I I'm starting to see like Crazy Sexy Cool is a pretty dang good mm-hmm. album. Yes, it was uh, because it's it's a lot softer. That my, yeah, that was my favorite album. It is it is a lot softer than than their previous stuff, mm-hmm. and I feel like it's more accessible to a more mainstream listening audience. Yeah. I mean. This that album had so many amazing producers that no wonder why it did what it did. It had Dallas Austin, P. Diddy, Jermaine Dupree, Babyface, Organized Noise, John John Robinson, Manuel uh, Manuel Seal, Chunky Thompson. Like it had so many people a part of that project that it just. Uh, anyway, the song earned two Grammys <laughs> that year uh, in '96. Just, uh, I feel like so, this is where TLC kind of like hit their stride in mm-hmm. who they were. Mm-hmm. Because previously they were just kind of like these... Making noise and disrupting. Exactly. Yeah. And then they kind of became like this positive... Yeah. This, um, so this song... Powery. Yeah. This song is actually... Um, they made the song to tackle illegal drug trade issues, promiscuity, mm-hmm. yeah. and HIV and AIDS awareness. So it's... This is a socially conscious song. Right. And then they said it's a socially conscious song with a million dollar budget. <laughs> because the music video, if you guys have ever seen the music video, you guys already know. Already know. Um, but also, uh, it won four MTV Music Video Awards in 95, including the top honors for video of the year. And TLC was the first African-American act to ever receive that award. Um, but interesting twist, Paul McCartney's song of the same name, uh, and the line, the opening line of Paul McCartney's song is, don't go jumping waterfalls, please stick to the lake. McCartney himself noted the resemblance, stating, in fact, somebody had a hit a few years ago using the first line, and then they go, go off into another song. It's like, excuse me? So a little bit of controversy Mm, there. Um, but... Because of the content and what they were talking about, I think he let it slide. Probably. Um, but like TLC... Had, he saw it had way yeah. more impact coming com- <coughs> coming from them and the, the rest of the subject matter of right. the song. And so, you know, they wanted to get that message across, but they didn't want to sound preachy. So, you know, that's why the tone of it is what right. it is. And it's guess... more of like a warning rather than... Right. Rather than... I guess what you were saying, yes. Yeah. Um... Where did it go? There is... Ha Guess what artist that we love provided background vocals for this song? I'm terrible at these guesses. It's CeeLo Green. Really? <laughs> yes. Huh. He was part of Goody Mob still uh, back then, but he um, was credited um, as being part of, uh, you know, the making of the song. Which is great because Seal of Green, anything that he touches, it's just great. So. Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, Entertainment Weekly described the song as a Prince-inspired ballad that hints at the artistic greatness TLC might achieve if freed from their commercial concerns. Prince-inspired. I don't know if I get that with this song. 
And then it says, the arrangement and the instrumentation is absolutely fantastic. If a bunch of great melodies had an orgy, the result would be something like this. The lyrics are the best on the album that maintains a shockingly high standard for songwriting. Left Eye drops the album's best rap on this track, too. Um, it was also ranked number 13 in VH1's 100 Greatest Songs of the Past 25 Years. Um, and 8th on VH1's 100 Greatest Songs of the 90s. Uh, in 2010, Billboard awarded the song the top position of Summer Songs in 95. And then uh, Billboard would go on to name the song number 10 on their list of 100 Greatest Girl Group Songs of All Time. I don't know why, but I feel like the the music video for this was just like it's it, amazing. It is really really good. Like it's uh, it, it was it's pretty a million simple. Dollars. I mean, it was pretty simple. I mean, besides like the the certain scenes that they were showing, mm-hmm. like obviously it was there was that, but just like the actual performance scenes right. of them. Right. You know, it it's still like anyone who's seen that music video, especially when they were young, like mm-hmm. that's yeah, it's stuck that's, with you. That's yeah. the part that stuck out in your mind mm-hmm. when you when you think about this yeah. song. And so, nominated for numerous awards. One, two, three. Nominated for 16 awards, won six of them. Hmm. Between 95 and 96. Y'all. And of Billboard's decade and charts, it hit, hit number 19. Pretty amazing stuff. Yeah. Uh, in the U.S., it was platinum, 1.2 million. U.K., gold, 400,000. Norway, platinum. New Zealand, platinum. Germany, gold. Australia, platinum. So. Anywho. Mm-hmm. Y'all know. And yep. also, if you want to... Um, <laughs> if you want a little laugh, Weird Al Yankovic has a song called Phony Calls, which is a parody of the song. Yeah, okay. Yep. Are you ready for number one? Let's do it. Number one in 95. So the Billboard Hot 100 song, number one song of 1995 is... Really? happened there that's crazy this is like the first like actual like hip-hop song yes that's all that's that we've heard yes on as far as number one i think even in the top yes Uh, i think not maybe not top 10 maybe top five though but definitely yeah wow times is a changing this song was listed as number 85 of billboard's greatest songs of all time Hmm. it samples the chorus and instrumentation of the one and only Stevie Wonder's 1976 song, Pastime Paradise. Mm-hmm. And Stevie Wonder is also credited as a songwriter and producer on the song. I feel like that's the safest way to go if you're... If, if you like, want to hit, you, yeah. you sample some Stevie. You say, well, you sample and then you make sure you give credit. Yep. Like, I think that's all that the artist really mm-hmm. wants. Like, if you kick, back, kick them back a couple bucks, sure, whatever. Right. But I think they want credit for, you know, for the work that they did when you use their songs in your song. This song got a one Grammy for best rap solo performance, 
two MTV Video Music Awards for Best Rap Video and Best Video from a Film, and a Billboard Music Award for the song slash album. The song was voted the best single of the year. It sold over 5 million copies in the U.S., U.K., and Germany, and 6 million outside of uh, worldwide other than those three countries, making it one of the best-selling singles of all time. He even performed the song with Stevie Wonder at the 38th Annual Grammy Awards. Wow. What? What? So, the Stevie Wonder sample is the reason why this is one of a few Coolio tracks without profanity. Stevie Wonder would not Mm. allow it. Coolio said he had a few vulgarities and he wasn't having it, so I changed it. Once he heard it, he thought it was incredible. Yeah. If Stevie tells you to take something out of your song, you better take it out of your song. Uh Uh-huh. He knows. That's right. Uh, And I think that's why... Growing up, this was like one of the only rap songs that I actually like yeah. grew up with. Yeah. Because it was like, even though it had like that intensity that I think may have turned my parents off, mm-hmm. like the fact that it didn't have any swear words, mm-hmm. um, I think is the reason why that like it came on the radio and I was actually able to listen to it um, growing up. So, yeah. It's so, it's so. It's so strange that, like, here was my life where all the songs we were listening to were, like, soft little love songs mm-hmm. or stuff like that. You know, yeah. mostly ballads yeah. and soft rock and stuff like that. But this was a song that stuck out in my head. Mm-hmm. Like, when it came, when, like, this was my definition of what hip-hop was yeah. when I was a kid. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, which is not a bad which, spot to I be mean, in. it's, I mean, rightfully so. But it's it's so funny because... Exactly the intent. Now that I'm older and I actually listen to the song and I'm actually, you know, doing the research and stuff. The song genuinely achieves what he wanted it to. So, of course, the song starts with um, Psalm 23, 4, as I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Mm -hmm. And then diverges into, I take a look at my life and realize there's nothing left. So, he wanted to reflect on his life. Mm -hmm. He started that in a biblical fashion. And then... He starts talking about growing up in the hood mm-hmm. and how his life has changed and things um, that he went through. And then he gets to his current position in, in society and, you know, trying and getting trapped, you know, obviously in this, you know, media obsessed world with, you know, violence and drugs and money and, you know, murder and stuff like that. Uh, and he talks about the survival that you need to have. For that, and so it's it's crazy. While you know, coming through, you know, pointing out all the chaos and the hecticness of you know what he's going through or had gone through, it doesn't like you hear the fight in the song. Mm-hmm. You hear the struggle and you know you know the inner turmoil. Right. But what at the end you don't feel weighed down or heavy. You know what I mean? You right. feel like hey, he made it out of that. You know, yeah. which is exactly what he wanted to do. He wanted to you know, come out of this with hope at the end. Yeah. I think that's, that's you know, a great parallel to, you know, because we listened to Fantastic Voyage, mm-hmm. uh, his other song. Yeah. Um, and there's like, that was kind of like, 
that was the beginning of him like wanting to get out of that situation mm-hmm. and this is sort of the yeah. end of not end of the road but like getting to where he wanted to go yeah. and taking a reflection of like what was the what was the path between the two mm-hmm. two um two yeah. points in his life yeah. i guess well like i mean it it's weird to be phrased that way because in the song obviously if you listen to the end of the whole song it still ends his song ends the song in the bad situation and the way that coolio said it he was he he was saying that the situation and surroundings seem like they'll never improve but for some reason for me like at the end of that song that sounds like hopefulness you know because you you have that choir in the background that stevie wonder you know um music in the background and i'm just like i doing the research for this i'm like i kind of I feel like I am disagreeing with the actual artist because I'm like, I feel that sense of hope at the end. Whereas he's saying it doesn't, to him, it doesn't seem that way. Um, which is very interesting because I feel like there was a little sense of finality and, and hope towards that. Um, but uh, this song uh, won the best rap video at the MTV Music Awards in 96. And he actually said that he didn't deserve it Bone Thugs and Harmony deserved it for the crossroads. And it's really hard to argue with that because that is a fantastic video mm-hmm. if anybody has ever seen. But you know what killed me? You know what killed me? This is his most successful single, right? Mm-hmm. This song stayed at number one in Australia for 14, we- 14 weeks. You said that in an Australian accent. <laughs> no, I was about to stutter, so I caught myself. A record that would be broken 22 years later by the one and only Ed Sheeran, Shape of You. Oh, wow. Golly. So, and you know how recently. recent that is? Yeah, that's know, like that two, like years, two ago. years ago. Yeah. Literally. Crazy. That record had not been beaten for 22 years. It's kind of insane. And then also, uh, Celebrity Big Brother... Uh, number six, Coolio was in that. I believe I want to say that was 2009. Uh, the song re-entered the UK singles chart, peaking at number 31. And then Gangsta's Paradise in the UK is a first rap single to sell over a million copies in the UK. That's insane to me. No bit. In the, in the U.S., it spent 12 weeks in the top two of the Billboard Hot 100, uh, and then which three uh, weeks of that were spent at number one and nine at number two, putting Gangsta's Paradise in the uh, fourth place for most weeks spent at a number two single on charts history. The song is triple platinum. Wow. Triple platinum, indicating over three million copies were sold. And it has sold 1.8 million downloads as of 2017. So since the digital era started, so 3 million alone in physical copies back then, you know, when it came out. Later, when digital, you know, song and downloading and music buying became popular, it sold another 1.8 million. Wow. That is insane. I wonder, to me. I wonder what's so, like, it's a good song. Like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying that, it, that it's not. But I wonder what's so timeless about the theme. I guess, well, I guess, you know, there's always going to be people who will grow up in in the struggle. Right. And, this is and it doesn't like, matter what, the, it, the struggle doesn't even have to be the same exact situation. It yeah. doesn't have to, you, 
it have to be you growing up in the hood, you yeah. know, like cool. It well, yeah, I mean, just be it's like what's it called? Uh, that little Dicky song. He's like, you know, I just had a different kind of trap. Right. So, right. I mean, so makes sense. I mean, yeah, I yeah. All right, that that makes sense to me. It's just, it's just kind of crazy, like that, for so many years, you know, going from '95 all the way into the digital age, like. People are going back for more, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, there's an interesting uh, situation with that. So, of course, Weird Al has Amish Paradise. Yes, um, and that reached number fifty-three on the uh, U.S. chart. Oh my um, gosh! Julio said he did not give him permission to do the the parody. So those two were at each other for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, Weird Al was told by one of his people that it was okayed by Coolio to release it. Oh, yeah, because, see, I don't think, I don't think, you know, um, Weird Al would, because he's, he's always made a point to mm-hmm. ask for permission. Mm-hmm. So I just want, like, I wonder I mean, how that yeah. happened. It was through his record label. But mm-hmm. he apologized and, you know, talked to Coolio and, you know, explained the situation. Um, but because of this incident... Yankovic now seeks approval for every song parody through receiving permission from the artists themselves right. rather than communicating through intermediaries. Right, and I feel like that's the way to go. It's right. Like, you know, but back then, you know, you people just trusted, you know, their their team, you know? Yeah. Especially if they're trying to do the right thing and by, you know, asking first. But uh, in 2011, Coolio said that he... Uh, had apologized to Yankovic, and they had, uh, you know, made amends and all that good stuff. Um, it was interesting. But, man, it won. It was nominated for two Grammys. It won one. Uh, man. Just, it's amazing. Number okay. If you can see the peak positions chart that I'm looking at, there's only one, two, three, three spots where it's not number one. I have a chart of like 20 countries, number ones, almost all the way down except for five spots. Get this, okay? You're ready for this. At the decade end for Billboard Hot 100, 1990 to 1999, it's number 13. Okay? Mm-hmm. The U.S., it's triple platinum uk it's double platinum switzerland double platinum norway quadruple platinum netherlands platinum germany double platinum belgium platinum austria platinum australia triple platinum if we're talking about a song that's got staying power this is it yeah if it's got if it's we're talking about a song that has impact that is it Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm just trying to think, like, I don't know. I Am I okay with it being number one? Yes. Probably not. Why? To be honest with Why? you. Why? I feel like there are so much better songs that could be in this number Which one. Which one? Um, Either that Boys to Men song, this is how we do I mean, there were songs in the in the in the in the back half of the top ten that I think could have been this number one. I don't think this should be out of the top three. This can be number two, number three. 
but let let's if let's I, if I had the to, top if 10. I had to leave it at number one, it would be on a very it would let, be on very very thin. Ice. Let's look at the top ten. Okay, okay. number ten was this is how we do it. Uh huh. That alone could be number one in my eyes. Monica, number nine, don't take it personal. Mm. Madonna, number eight, take a bow. Mm. Number seven, Mariah Carey, fantasy. Fantasy could be number one. Number six, Real McCoy, another night. That could be like a number three. No, number four at the very, very most. I'm okay with where it's at right now. Number five, bended knee. Yeah, that could be a number one. Four, kiss from a rose. Kiss from a rose. Well, I don't know. Three, creep. Two, waterfalls. Are we? Are we? I think, thinking of it from a nostalgia standpoint of where you're you're approaching the song, think, or is it where the the chart was at the time? I like, think I think it may be, and uh, I'll be fair. It could be a nostalgia thing. It could very well be. Um, yeah, not bad. I mean, just I think based on the fact that 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 is a definitive hip-hop moment in my life, mm-hmm. I think, yes, it could hold on to that number one spot. But I think also um, Montel Jordan's This Is How We Do It was is such a monumental... In the 90, 90s kid's life, we were like three to five years old. And DJ Bias. Well, not even that, but three to five years old, that's where you're really understanding music at that time. Yeah. And you're just like, this song is good. You know, yeah, you amazing. actually have a real opinion. Right. So, Interesting. Man, oh man, we done made it through. It has been a trek. It has been a journey. It has been a, it's been an odyssey. Again, through 1995. Guys, do you realize after the, once we close out this season, we are in the back half of the 90s. We aren't just halfway through uh, this list. We are halfway through the entire decade. Which is pretty great because we're seeing where Billboard's placing their songs at mm-hmm. the decade, their decade end for '90s. Yes. So I, I can't wait to see. I know I cannot. We got one more episode for the season. We don't know what it's going to be. Our special episode. We don't of know course. what's going to happen. It's no going to be special in some way, some way, somehow. Might be special to y'all, not to us. I don't know. Uh, who knows? Um, but we are going to make something happen. And then, of course, those. Um, their videos. Yes. Macy's been doing a great videos. job editing um, a lot of the videos of us um, creating posters like A League of Their Bone. A League of Their Bone. <laughs> I showed that too. So my coworker, she used to be at a very prominent uh, restaurant here in the Austin area that all tours go to. Uh, she used to do all their marketing and advertising and stuff. Showed her that and she was like, that is genius. I love it. He is in it to win it. I need Always. to listen to you guys more. Always. So it's it's really funny because I think now that we feel like we've got a little bit more control of the show, a little bit more control of our content, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. We're really seem this week we really seem to be like pushing ourselves a little bit more. Like yes. AC came out with that poster. I'm coming up with some ideas that I'm gonna be starting this week and it's just it's really freeing and it's really nice to you. That was a chair. Excuse Easy killer. You. Um, but yeah, it's great. And we are we have gone way over time. That's but fine. it's this so worth five it. Five to one. So, so worth it, y'all. But we will see you in our next episode. Literally see you.
If you want to get a hold of us on any of our social media platforms, Twitter at STTC Podcast, <laughs> Facebook.com slash Shot Through the Chart, uh, at Shot Through the Chart on Instagram. Guys, just find us. We're out there. We're, if you want to email just look us, at Shot Through the Chart. Yeah, we're we're we're, we're, we're getting uh we're, we're optimizing our SEO <laughs> and all that yada yada. Um, but email us. Yeah, if you wanna, if you wanna, just what? why do you need to email us? Do we really have to give out our email anymore, guys? If you don't know how to get a hold of us on at least one other platform besides Facebook, what are you doing? Shot Are you really a shot caller? At gmail.com. I'm not spelling it for you anymore. <laughs> Do it. T-H-R-U. Gosh, guys. You're so needy. <laughs> like children, I gotta hold your hand the whole time. Anyway. <laughs> guys, be on the lookout. Happening. Be on the lookout for some amazing new things that are going to be coming out from Shot Through the Chart. From STTC Media. This, by the way, Shot Through the Chart has been and STTC Media Production. Yes, yes it has. We will see you in the next episode. Bye. Good.